Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Thanks everybody for waiting uh, on us. We are doing this on Wednesday morning because I had uh, an event that I had to go to on Tuesday night. This event, super important, super important. My uh, brother, uh, I don't know that I've ever mentioned this on here, he is the events manager at the golf course in Celebration, Florida, and and big, super important event, um, they started running uh, poker games on uh, Tuesday that, night. And that is was, important. Well, it was his, it was the first one and I was the one who like got him hooked up with the company that is doing it. So I said I'd be there and it's a good thing because there weren't a lot of people there. But um, so anyway, so I appreciate everyone's patience with us. We've got a jam-packed show today, but before we get to that, of course, we have the new Broadway Radio Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio and check out everything we have going on over there. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news today, and we will get started with a Broadway show announcement that seemingly came out of nowhere, and that is that Tony and Emmy winner Lawrence Fishburne and Oscar winner Sam Rockwell will be returning to Broadway in a revival of David Mamet's American Buffalo this spring. The show will be directed by Neil Pepe, a regular Mamet interpreter, and will begin previews this March with an opening day on April 14th. They did not announce a specific venue for the show, which would normally make me wonder if it was waiting for an another show to announce closing before announcing where it was going. But looking at my handy dandy spreadsheet, I don't think that's the case just because anything that I think could be closing, but hasn't announced yet um, is likely too big for, for, for this show. I, I mean, I, I guess it could go into the ambassador of Chicago closed, but I don't think um, that AT, you know, that they would want to shove in a, a, a limited run play there. Um, so I guess it will end up at either the court, the golden, or the lyceum. All Schubert houses in need of a spring tenant. And if they're smart, I would say that it should be the golden, the smallest of the three options. And I say that, actually because we had an American Buffalo revival on Broadway in 2008, or in 2008, I'm sorry, which starred Cedric the Entertainer, John Leguizamo, and Haley Joel Osment, and ran for a grand That's total of... 20, One minute. 28 performances. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically. Did, no, literally, 28 performances. That's all it ran, including previous. No, bas- basically one oh, yeah. minute. It's one, one minute in the theater world. Yeah, so um, perhaps Morpheus and Bob Fosse and whomever they get to play yeah. uh, the Icy Dead People guy um, can keep it going a little longer than that. I'm assuming they will. Uh, but I would try to protect myself as much as possible, especially since the public perception of Mamet has changed quite a bit in 11 years and not for very, the- very much so. Yeah, I think it was uh, David Gordon, the president of the Otter Critics Circle, who tweeted something like, what the Constitution means to me is played one more performance than the last two Mamet plays combined. And as you said, the public perception has changed a lot, especially with the show that he just had in England that we swore we weren't going to talk about again. <laughs> you brought uh, it up, not me. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to have to be convinced of a Mamet on Broadway, I guess, at this moment in time. Well, I think there's there in terms of the quality of show, just speaking of the quality of show, I think, Older Mammoth is better than newer Mammoth. Oh, absolutely. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the quality of this show being on Broadway. Uh, Deep Tran actually tweeted out something, ironically, before this was announced, saying that she wished big movie stars, A-listers, would 
put their weight behind newer works and she exempted um, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Lane because Gary. Um, and yeah. uh, but she said she rather than just kind of repeating the same shows over the, all the time, especially since they're mostly by white men. Yes. Um, and then we've got, you know, two big stars uh, doing a, a show by uh, a white man. And again, the quality of the show is certainly there. It, it is definitely a modern American classic. Sure. Um, but we'll see if anybody wants to see this one. I mean, That's, Sam Rockwell yeah. and Lawrence Fishburne are names. I yeah. don't know if they're draws. I think the last time Sam Rockwell was on Broadway with, uh, I think it was with Nina Arianda in Fool for Love. And I don't think that did very well. So, so we'll see what happens. Sure. I think there's a major difference as far as, you know, a modern, an American classic and something that still draws people to the theater. I don't right. know if American Buffalo is going to be what draws people to the Golden or whatever theater it ends up in. You know what I think of when I hear the words American Buffalo? Yeah. I think of the song from Ragtime. Buffalo Nickel, which <laughs> ah. has no connection at all. But that's like American Buffalo doesn't doesn't say, "Hey, Matt, go buy a ticket." Now I know uh, our our friend um, uh, Oliver Roth is is very excited about this. He loves the show and loves these two guys. So we'll see what happens. But mm. if it does go to the Golden or one of those theaters that uh, we already know needs a tenant, that means we will have just five remaining houses for the spring this season. Assuming again, obviously. That's not including anything that could potentially close in the meantime. So we are getting down to the nitty gritty in terms of what houses are still available. Um, Of course, again, I would not be surprised if one or two other shows announce closing that adds to those totals. But for now, that's where we stand. All right. All right. Now, believe it or not, actually, that wasn't the only show to announce a Broadway run yesterday. As we learned that the one and only Tony and Emmy winner Kristen Chenoweth will be coming back to the Broadway for eight performances only, which is actually less than the last revival of American Buffalo. Um, uh, for eight performances only at the Nederlander Theater this fall, she will present a concert to celebrate the release of her album For the Girls which includes classic songs from Barbara Streisand, Dolly Parton, Judy Garland, and more. Directed by her regular collaborator, Richard J. Alexander, with music director Mary Mitchell Campbell, another regular collaborator with uh, with both Richard J. and Kristen, the show will run from November 8th through the 17th, again, only eight performances during that time. This will go into the Nederlander before the previously announced Harry Connick Jr. Cole Porter show. That's, of course, Harry Connick Jr. doing Cole Porter songs. Cole Porter will not actually be appearing for obvious reasons. Uh, then He's dead. Uh, then in the spring, not to, not to explain my joke, but uh, then, in the spring, uh, then in the spring, the house will welcome the Lehman Trilogy. So, actually, this is, from a from a landlord's perspective, I love this. I love yeah. the idea of stacking the shows up when you have the openings. And, wow, yeah. I think Cheno's gone a bit overboard with the shtick since she tried to branch out into, into country mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Uh, she is a, a certainly a singular talent. And having mm-hmm. her on Broadway, even if it's not in one of the 27 shows that she's been attached to over the years that have never come in <laughs> yeah, uh, is, a, is a good thing. Yeah. That the Tammy Faye thing, the, uh, yeah. the uh, death becomes her, the oh, revival yeah, right. of best little whorehouse. Yep, yep. She's been, in, she's been involved with a lot of shows that ain't happened yet. 
<sighs> there's always hope. I mean, <laughs> there's always hope for something. There, eight, her doing eight shows, people are going to go see Kristen Chenoweth. I'm going to go see Kristen Chenoweth for totally. sure in eight yeah. shows. And as you said, from a landlord's perspective, I love the idea of filling the theater while the theater is empty with not a long-running show. I think we should be trying to do more of that. I know people have mixed opinions on that because of these short-lived shows, but you got to pay the rent. We're going to start losing theaters if the rent's not getting paid. The rent's too damn high. The rent's too damn high. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, we are we are pro short run weird yeah. things uh, on, on this podcast because no it problem. is. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's in, in danger of losing theaters imminently here, but it's happened in the past. And, mm-hmm, and exactly. if nothing else, these types of things allow theater owners to take risks on other shows, which is Dude. really why I'm in support of it. So if Dude, they want a couple wanna... of shows is something random that you're not quite sure about and it still gets produced. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason that you can take risks on some kookier shows that might yeah. not otherwise have a chance because you can load in a, a Cheno and a conic, uh, in the fall, mm-hmm. you know, make some money that you might not have been able to fill a slot for, and then bring in something random like, like Gary. I mean, obviously Gary has the root in connection, but just as an example, like, you know, you can do those things. But anyway, all right, Ashley, let's go from New York to Chicago because we actually had another show announce a run, but not in uh, not in New York. This one is out in the Windy City. This one will be the stage adaptation of The Devil Wears Prada. The musical will have its world premiere at the Nederlander Theater in Chicago from July 14th through August 16th of 2020. The writing team, of course, includes music by Elton John, lyrics by Shana Taub, and a book by Paul Rudnick. Chicago favorite Anna D. Shapiro will direct. This is, of course, being hailed as a pre-Broadway engagement, and considering it's playing the Nederlander in Chicago, and as we discussed a moment ago, the Nederlander in New York has the Lehman Brothers in for a limited run in the spring, it's not the biggest stretch to imagine that if things go well, the bitch could be back in that house <laughs> next fall. See what I did there? Excellent. Uh, yeah, because it, it's like a double entendre. I was going like, to say, would, a, would you like to explain that joke as well? Yes, I would. I would. Because Elton John has a song <laughs> called The Bitch is Back. And <sighs> also Miranda Priestly in mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. book slash movie slash musical mm-hmm. is therefore a bitch. Anyway, uh, I okay. I understand. I've never seen I've never seen the movie. I know the book, we've discussed I'm this ass- before. I'm assuming, Ugh. based on everything I know, that she is a bitch. But anyway, uh, okay. Keep in mind that the Pretty Woman musical also began life in the Nederlander Theater in Chicago. It was then called the Oriental, but same house, before coming to the New York Nederlander just three months later after it closed in Chicago. So I would think that a November 2020 start to previews would be very possible for this one. I'm excited. I can't, I still can't believe you haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada. I know, it's just, I know, you have a long list to do. We all. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I will say about this, when this was very first, the time it was announced, actually, I think a lot of people were like, really, two dudes, Elton John and Paul Rudnick, uh, writing this show. Then you get the addition of Anna D. Shapiro as the director. You're like, oh, okay. And then you've got Shana Taub, you know, a woman to the writing team. That's good. And then you get the music supervision by Nadia Di Gallinardo. I think mm-hmm. I got that one right. Nadia mm-hmm. Di Gallinardo. Um, another woman to the creative team. So I think that if you're going to do a show that centers on two or three women and have it adapted. Um, Please, they, God, they, at least have half of your creative yeah, team women. Exactly. And I think they're at least doing this better than the majority of other 
adaptations like this right. we've seen in recent years. And so. It doesn't take a lot. Just, you know, do anything. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, Pretty Woman. We're looking <sighs> at you. Anyway. Okay, Ashley. Uh, last and quite possibly least, yesterday, mm. a 15th anniversary concert was announced for the musical Brooklyn or Brooklyn. If you want to go with the stylized version, which takes out half the letters of the name, the musical, which I have heard that, I mean, I've never heard of anyone who has actually seen it and liked it, yeah. uh, played, <laughs> it played from September of 2004 through my birthday in 2005 uh, at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater. Actually, it changed names from the Plymouth to the Schoenfeld in the middle of the run. And it starred Eden Espinosa in the title role, Ramona Keller as Paradise, which is actually P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E, and Karen Olivo as Faith. The show focuses on five homeless musicians who come together to tell a story of a Parisian singer who becomes a major pop star. They used trash and found items as costumes and props, including, I believe, if myth is true, someone wearing a trash bag as a gown or something. So anyway, Espinoza, Olivo and Keller have all been confirmed to return to headline a one night only event on October 21st, which will benefit the Covenant House Foundation, which is one of the most deserving charities uh, around. It founded in 1972. Covenant House helps to transform and save the lives of more than a million homeless, runaway and trafficked young people every year. This is the organization that does the sleep outs, mm-hmm. um, the, the Broadway sleep out, the corporate sleep out, the young professional sleep out, all those things. Uh, actually, that my second episode of Tell Me More Ever was with uh, Stephanie J. Block talking about this. So oh, nice. um, a great organization and worth uh, your time. Yes. Now, actually, while this show is apparently not very good. Uh, I have talked on on here on Today on Broadway, and I think fairly recently, about how much I love the song Once Upon a Time from that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And if Eden can still hit those notes, good on her, because sure. that song is crazy high belting, especially a decade and a half later. But tickets are on sale for the concert of Brooklyn, which will be held in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Steel. Wow. Innovative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about redundancies in marketing there. I hope all of that, all instances of Brooklyn is spelled as the musical Brooklyn is spelled. <laughs> yeah, I think... Bicklin and Bicklin and Bicklin. Yeah, well, I think the reason of that is because, again, it's supposed to be underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. So I think they take the name kind of Kaiser Soze way by, like, looking at things yeah. around them. So I know anyway. nothing about it except that song, but support a good cause. Support the Covenant House for sure. And those stars, I mean, Eden, yes. Karen, and Ramona, like those are not people that you're just like, yeah, Amazing whatever. Yeah. yeah, 15 years later, those are still people that are phenomenally talented. Uh, and, you know, one could be a Tony nominee slash winner this year. Mm-hmm. Eden could be a Tony winner slash nominee next year. I mean, the next season. Right. Uh, if when then Pika comes in, Ramona Keller just got done doing Hercules uh, at, at the park. Like these are all... Super talented folks that uh, I honestly talented. Yeah, if I were in town, I would I would be going, but I'm not going to be there. Mm. Anyway, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bww matt ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no this is ashley. And you can find both of us, James, Peter, Michael, Jenna, Jan, uh, Natalie, everybody else on Patreon.com slash the bro. No, it's not the Broadway Radio. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon, I was going to be clever, because I like doing The Broadway. (laughs) That doesn't make sense when I'm actually trying to give a URL. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Check it out if you can. We would appreciate you becoming a Patreon there. Um, 
if you couldn't tell, I'm excited because I won at poker last night. Oh, look at you. Yeah, $25. Big money man. 